This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. Episode 113. I'm James L. Rubart. I'm Thomas Umstadt Jr. And I'm Joanna Penn. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to use content to promote your book. Yeah, we're with Joanna Penn, which I'm very excited about. She's an award-winning New York Times best-selling author of thrillers under her pen name J.F. Penn, and she sold over half a million books all over the world. And she also runs the website Creative Pen, which is regularly voted one of the top 10 websites for authors and publishers. And she has an amazing podcast that I personally listen to and very much enjoy. So definitely check out the Creative Pen podcast. And uh, Joanna got started about the same time I did in uh, creating content for authors and talking about marketing, but she very smartly decided to focus on indie authors, and I made the mistake of focusing on traditionally published authors. And she <laughs> oh. got on the ship that was rising, and I got on the ship that was sinking. <laughs> so I, I have since uh, drunk the indie author Kool-Aid, but Joanna, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And it's so funny you say that because someone was asking me the other day, oh, you know, why is why does your blog always come up when people Google stuff? And I'm like, it's because I started in 2008 blogging about self-publishing when and seriously, nobody wanted to know about self-publishing. So <laughs> if you get early on something that's not popular, then when it finally becomes popular, you know, you'll be out in front. But um, yeah, it's great. We're talking about this today. Well, and it's not only the fact that you, it's not only the fact that you got in early, but you have excellent content. Thomas and I are both fans of your show. So congratulations on, on doing it for a long time, but also doing it so well. Oh, thank you so much. I was also saying to someone, yeah, check out the Wayback Machine. You guys know the Wayback Machine when you can look at websites, what they look look like. Yeah, yeah. And um, so my site in 2009 was a lot different. <laughs> so again, we all get better over time, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> That's right. And back then, Twitter was a much better uh, way of getting traffic to your website. Uh, it still works now, but not as well. But I want to talk about content. And um, Joanna, it's really easy for those of us in the industry to just assume we know what content means. But I was working at a radio station. I had a radio show and I was, they were struggling. I was like, you need to be focusing on creating content. And one of the staff people at the radio station this year looked at me and were like, what do you mean by content? I was like, <laughs> I, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by content? So what is content, Joanna? Yeah, so for me, content as it relates to marketing so let's call it content marketing um, is basically creating and sharing online material like articles video uh, audio images that don't explicitly market your product so are not buy my book type stuff but instead attract attention to your website or your profile with the aim that some of the people who check out your content is a bit of a funnel approach so lots of people might look at a blog post and then some of them may end up joining your email list following you on social media and may eventually buy your books so I find it very attractive as a uh, as an interview which is why I've always done it and um, because it's an attraction form of marketing so in non-fiction it's putting out useful stuff and fiction we'll be talking about more in detail but you know it's attracting your ideal readers when it comes to being an author Joanna talk to us for a second because you just said a keyword that that I relate to and a lot of our listeners relate to and that is introvert a lot of people just do not want to do the marketing but you're saying this is a way for introverted authors to actually do marketing talk just a little bit about that 
Yeah, sure. And yeah, this is something I care a lot about as well. So if, you know, introverts get energy from being alone, which is why so many authors are actually introverts. And we're not, you know, we're not the people, I mean, some authors are extroverts and and of course we all go to events and things, but generally we're happier alone in a room than we are kind of out there meeting people. So, um, and you know, even back in the day when, you know, there were big book tours, all the authors would say in the background how much they didn't enjoy it, right? I've never heard an author say they loved book tours so um what what why content marketing is so good for introverts is basically you can be on your own behind your you know computer screen doing this type of thing so even youtube so i have a youtube channel youtube.com forward slash the creative pen and i do videos but most of the time i'm either on my own or i create videos of my podcast interviews and you guys know like we're to- we're not even looking at each other we're across the world and we're, we're not even seeing <laughs> right. each other's faces so you know all content Content can be a short story for fiction or it can be making like a Pinterest board for for your novel or it can be writing an article like I just wrote an article on 25 you know Christmas and Thanksgiving gifts for the writer in your life Um, which is you know I wrote that article on my own it will it will help some people it will make me some affiliate income that's content that serves a purpose so I think and I did that on my own in my room you know so this is the thing it enables us to do attraction marketing without being overly salesy and we can be useful we can be entertaining we can be inspirational which I know you guys care about and we can do these things and slowly attract people who might buy and that is a really important point this is a slow form of marketing but to be honest it's how I've built a business and it's also a a form I feel very happy with in many ways, it's a lot like farming. So advertising is like hunting. You go out and you get this woolly mammoth and your whole village eats you know, for a month, but then you have no food at all. Whereas farming, you do this work for you know months and months and you get no food, but then you get reliable food moving forward. And so oh, you have to be yeah. willing to do that work with no return, and then you get a more reliable turn long term. That's an excellent metaphor. And I totally agree with that. And, and what I've found um, is that pretty much my income continues to grow every year my as my traffic grows every year um, and you know we'll be talking about owning your own website or something but for me I own the medium I own the message I own you know I, I, I don't own WordPress but you know <laughs> I pay for hosting and I can reach people through my network so even if um, Amazon goes under if you know Kobo goes under if all these things that we rely on as authors whether you're traditionally published or indie because most traditional publishers sell through the same sites these days um, you know you can still make a living and that's super important yeah that's really critical and because if you own that relationship you're far less uh, reliable or reliant on somebody else basically controlling your income i was talking with somebody and she had some trouble with amazon and all of her books got taken down for a short period of time and she didn't know if they were going to get put it back up there was a misunderstanding and she's like panicked trying to get amazon support and like talk to somebody and whereas if you have that relationship directly it's easier to go around you can't complete you know amazon's still a big player so you want to be there but you, you have a lot more freedom in that way what kind of content do you recommend for novelists specifically what should novelists be creating online yeah so i think for no i mean for non-fiction it's pretty obvious right you want to help your target market so for fiction you kind of have to think in the same way so what what promise are you giving to the reader with your books um you know so 
I look at uh, Jim's books, for example, and it's inspirational Christian fiction. So that's what people are looking for. So that might, you know, give him some ideas around what he's sharing. So for me, I share all my books. Like I have a number of different series, one of which the Arcane series has a lot of um, Christian history and, and um, you know, archaeology and stuff. And I, I have a master's degree in theology. So a lot of religion comes in into my books. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I do various different things on my fiction site, jfpen.com, F for Francis. So firstly, I do like articles about my research. So I've posted articles and videos and pictures. So I went to Israel last um, December, last November, a year ago now, and we made a video in Jerusalem. And uh, for, you know, I was doing book research for End of Days, which is was my most recent arcane thriller. And so we took a camera and we made a video in Jerusalem, which we posted. So my readers of my fiction are interested in that, you know, possibly yours are too. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, Jerusalem's old city is somewhere that many people would love to go and, and many don't. So that's one option. Um, I do interviews with other authors in the same genre. So that's also useful. I do um, uh, sort of content posts, for example, uh, 14 weird and wonderful places to see in Spain, uh, because another as promise to my readers is into, into sort of interesting places around the world, unusual places to explore. And that that's a bit like the site Atlas Obscura, which is a site I use a lot for my own research. I also post pictures. Um, and then I also, yeah, anything that's in my books, for example, the world's best anatomical museums. Uh, and then within those pieces of content, I'm either talking naturally about the book that it relates to, or there'll be a link somewhere where or it will it will all relate to my books um, but it won't be by my book it will be this is what I learned in Budapest uh, you know and here's some pictures from Budapest and then at the end it's like and here's a book one day in Budapest uh, so those are some ideas I really want to underline that because I think that's a really powerful point and I've seen this work many times with authors travel blogging to the place that your book takes place is very popular and your book may not take place in the Holy Land. Your book may take place in your hometown. But you know what? For most people in the world, your hometown is an exotic place. <laughs> so they're not familiar with the locations in your town. And even if you just go around taking photos of things that are happening in your town as if you're a visitor, that could be interesting to your readers who don't also live in your town. Uh, I was going to say the other thing that's really important is um, you don't have to do any of that, but you could use your own stories. So I know several authors who post short stories on their blogs for free. Um, Chris, Christine Catherine Rush does this. Um, she has Free Fiction Monday every Monday. Uh, she's written a lot of short stories over like 40 years, so um, she has a lot of backlog. But um, another uh, author, M.L. Buckman, uh, does it every, a romance author, does it every month, and he does it on the same day every month and I think this is really important and something I'm going to try and do more of with my fiction is um, ticking the reader clock is what um, Matt calls it ML Buckman I've interviewed him on my podcast um, so you know if on the 14th of every month you put out something that your readers will love so maybe it is a short story um, you know this month and then maybe on next month you'll share a little behind the scenes video or some pictures um, you know maybe you do a deleted scene like you can use your own 
own writing as the content uh, or maybe it's a chapter uh, or something like that and then if you're then going to publish that for example if you want to do KDP select you know not to get into technical detail but you can then delete it from your site um, or unpublish it and but the readers got it um, or leave it up there with a link to buy the book so just wanted to be clear that you can use your own writing as content you don't have to create extra content if you know what I mean yeah that's really good that's really good, Joanna. I to your you you mentioned the fact that this one author is posting once a month. Did you say? Yes. Okay, so that brings me to a question. I see a lot of authors that are anxious to use content marketing, and they end up producing a lot of content, but it's all kind of B minus uh, content. Instead of posting once a month great content, they post three times a month, and it's mediocre mediocre content. Do you find that happening a lot? Well, I think what we have to say in general, uh, I mean, you could take the, what is it, 4.5 million books now on the Kindle store and say the same thing. <laughs> you could say that with podcasting. You could say that with blogging. You could say that with Twitter streams. Um, so yes, yes, you could say that. The other thing is, I think um, it's very difficult to judge other things. So again, this is something that the um, indie world teaches us is one person's mediocre or terrible is another person's treasure. And I always use the example of Fifty Shades of Grey because that is not great literature, um, but something like 150 million uh, readers loved it. Um, and you know, we, we know in our own genre, so your Christian inspirational fiction is not necessarily, you know, obviously not the same market as Fifty Shades of Grey. And perhaps some of those people would think your books are not their type of thing. So I think it's very da dangerous to say what is mediocre content, but I'll tell you what my definition would be. And that is not thinking of the reader so this is very important, whether you're writing books or sales copy for your book description or content for your website that is aimed at marketing. So the biggest mistake I see fiction authors in particular doing is they'll have some very bad um, blog uh, you know, set up. I know you guys have lots of tools for that on author media um, and, you know, to make them good, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just to be clear, you make good websites. Um, so, you know, they'll have some kind of, you know, blogger site or whatever, and then they will put, um, you know, my day, my day out or something like that. And they'll have a terrible headline and then they'll write a piece of you know thought you know they're just sort of thinking aloud and then they'll post that and then wonder why nobody is interested and so the main thing is to think about your your blog or what I say now on my fiction site is I just have a link called articles so I don't I don't think people you know the word blog is kind of going away um so my articles are aimed at actually entertaining people or educating them or inspiring them it has it has pictures that are aimed at what they would want it is written in a way that they would find interesting it's more like a magazine than a stream of consciousness um now of course younger people are now doing um you know youtube channels and things where they are doing stream of consciousness and that's very popular but uh, most authors in our our market are not going to be necessarily doing stuff like that so mainly think about what your readers would like and then make it professional enough and if you can do that regularly then awesome so you're saying it's not about you as the author <laughs> mm. you, and you, I know you heard it from really joanna hard. penn folks <laughs> It's not just Jim and Thomas that are saying this. Joanna Penn agrees. It's not about you. It's about your readers. 
This is really hard for fiction authors in particular. I think it's much easier for non-fiction. And I know, Thomas, you have non, it's a non-fiction book. Um, because with non-fiction, you're like, yeah, I'm going to help this person solve this problem. With fiction, like, I've just got a book that's coming out, Map of Shadows. Like, I got an idea about a story. I wrote the story. And then I was like, what the hell is this story? And I had to work out what genre it was and, and all that. So I absolutely think that as novelists, we have to write the book we want to write. The book that the muse or God or or the universe or whatever gives us and we we write that book and then then we have to think what does the reader what will the reader looking for find this you know where where will they find this and you have to take your brain out of the creative room and put it in the marketing business room and in that room you have to think about what does the reader want uh, I'm definitely not someone who writes fiction to market um, but I am someone who after I've written a novel I will then think about how am I going to market that with content so, so for example Map of Shadows opens in Bath in England where I live and I have a blog post that will go up which is you know the most unusual things to see in Bath which is the second most visited tourist location in the UK so it's something that may people might find online if they're searching about Bath and the Roman stuff and and then they might find that and they might find my book so that's the 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 you have to split your brain into two (laughs) basically well what I love about what you're doing and Thomas and I use this analogy all the time when we describe marketing or content marketing for our audience and that is it's like a movie dvd with the extras and some of the extras that you've come up with are stellar joanne i love it and and i guess the point is none of those things are telling the story they're all behind the scenes and about the story and the history and all these this interesting things that i would probably want to read even if i'm not going to read your book and then i'm drawn into your book because of that so uh congratulations to you for for doing that so powerfully (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that because basically a couple of years ago, there were probably interviews with me out there that say, don't bother blogging uh, if you're a fiction author, because it, things a few years ago, it was easy enough. Well, not easy enough. You start to do a lot, but you could put your uh, books on Kindle and Kobo and whatever, and you could do a decent job without going for paid advertising and all of that type of stuff but things have really changed in the last couple of years and paid advertising has kind of gone completely nuts and for me I then looked at okay so how did I build a business for the creative pen which every year has stepped up has stepped up has stepped up and I don't I I pretty much have very very few times paid for traffic to the creative pen it's all based on seo and search and which is free basically free i don't pay google for that it comes because people search for things and i provide the answer so i was thinking how do i get to a point where i'm not dependent on paid advertising for my fiction and then i was like well why on earth don't i do content um for my fiction i'm even thinking of starting a podcast for my fiction site so i'm really now getting serious about content for the fiction side because I fast forward um, I'm coming up to nine years on the creative pen I get half a million uniques a month on the creative pen what if I had that on my fiction site so I'm kind of recommitting to content for fiction because it it puts it back in my control so Joanna, I want to ask, because uh, what you're talking about, it's really great. Somebody's more advanced, they're able to put their content out there and there's already an audience coming to their website. What about the author who's just getting started? They launched their blog 
two weeks ago and they've had five visitors and they're pretty sure they're all themselves checking on their own website <laughs> and mom <laughs> and, yeah but they sent it to their wife their mom so what do you recommend for somebody who's just getting started creating content yeah so um it's, it's so difficult because there are lots of things that are important so one really important thing is making sure your website is SEO friendly, mobile friendly, because now 51% of internet search is now mobile. So you need to have a, um, a WordPress theme that is you know, good for that. Uh, I do have a, a full tutorial at thecreativepen.com forward slash author website. And it's, you know, <laughs> there's quite a lot of steps, but basically you need to have the technical stuff sorted because people won't find a site that is not set up technically well and then use a use a good theme but it can be cheap you know the themes i buy at studio press are like 70 bucks premium themes but still not expensive like you don't need to spend loads of money but you do need a good looking theme because someone like me so just talking about someone who is who shares stuff so i share a lot at the creative pen on twitter if i land on a website and it is not something I want to show anyone. Even if the content is good, I won't share it. Like if it looks crap, it's like when we see when we see a book and the cover is terrible, we we back away. You know, we're like, oh, I've heard that author's great, but that cover is terrible. I'm I'm backing away quietly. Um, it's the same. So then a couple of other things. Um, you have to learn that writing content is different to writing fiction. Um, I learned uh, through copyblogger.com, which is a great site. Um, headlines so important uh, most authors don't understand the power of a good headline I actually end up rewriting a lot of headlines for sharing stuff on Twitter um, so you know that's annoying then uh, I use use images this is really important because now the social web is very image focused um, and I use a plugin called social warfare which again is a premium plugin you have to be serious about this if you're following what I'm talking about. I mean, you have to want to do this. Um, but Social Warfare plugin, I think it's around $70. And uh, basically, you can set up shareable images and clickable things with the right sizing, because otherwise, you'll see people share a link on Facebook, and it will pull in some completely random picture uh, that you don't want. So Social Warfare plugin is very useful um, for that. And then you have to start connecting. So the, the truth is that I was that person, you know, back in 2008 when I published, started publishing on the Creative Pen. It's like how, howling into the wind. And I started podcasting in 2009. And again, like there was nobody listened for about a year. Um, so basically, you have to then get off your website and go tell people it's there. And I pretty much did that in the same introvert manner, which is um, following other people on Twitter, sharing their information, which often gets their attention. Um, and then then, uh, you know, and helping other people. Uh, so the, one of the reasons I started a podcast was to start getting traffic back to my website. It's brilliant. And you, you know, you guys, I'll link to your to this interview because you interviewed me and, and it should be useful. So I'll link to it. So you get an incoming link, you get some social media, you get, you know, these types of things. So helping other people and connecting with other people in your niche is a really good way to get them to notice you and hopefully share your stuff and develop a relationship um, over time. Or another good example, if you go to a, a conference, uh, you know, sort of writing up your notes after the conference with using the hashtag, uh, if you're on 
on social media, uh, on Instagram or Twitter or something, other people will find it and may follow you, may check out your site, may sign up to your email list, um, all of those things. And actually, that's a really good point that's very um, necessary. If you're going to start doing publishing content for attracting people, please make sure you have an email list sign up on your site um, so that you can actually um, you know, capture their email uh, and talk to them. So you're thinking long term uh, and trying to do that. Yeah, email is so critical. And I just want to underscore one more thing you said, you know, you're talking about, you know, these tools to buy like the social warfare plugin. So content marketing is not free. There are some real costs to it, you have to pay for hosting and you have to pay for a theme. But it's very inexpensive if you see it as a long term investment. So the first few months are kind of expensive. But then month 10, you're not having to go out and buy the social warfare plugin again. <laughs> so yes, it ends up yes. being one of the most cost effective ways of marketing, even though it can seem expensive at first yeah and also I feel like the other thing that I I love about it is I feel like yes it's a bit like again self-publishing you need to learn some specific things but once you've learned those things you can use that over and over and over again so when I published my first book you know there's a few hurdles but now it, it takes me like two hours to publish a book um, and with content marketing it's like I know how to do this now and when I look at things like Facebook advertising or you know Amazon AdWords or all the new advertise paid advertising tools that are, appear all the time <laughs> um, I kind of look at them and go yeah it, it changes every two months and you have to relearn things and you have to kind of do new images and do all this and um, whereas content marketing I feel like this actually hasn't changed through the whole life of marketing because content marketing for printed magazines um, or even things like some TV shows were created as content marketing for products and so this type of marketing is has a lot of longevity so once you learn these principles and invest in understanding it as you say it's very cost effective over the long term the other thing is if you are moving up into or if you have more money than time and many authors do um, then you can hire people so I actually have a copywriter for who does the first draft of my posts for JF pen and then I do guest posts on the creative pen so you don't actually even have to write the content. What I would suggest is you get them to do a draft and then you go over it and edit it into your voice. So that can actually make things much quicker. But that, again, is an advanced um, sort of uh, advice. One of the things I love that you said, Joanna, is content marketing is ultimately it's about relationship. And you're saying you build relationship through content marketing because content marketing is giving somebody else something useful that most of the time they don't have to pay for. And so because of that, a relationship starts developing. If you have this attitude of, I'm gonna help you, either I'm gonna entertain you or I'm gonna educate you, or I'm gonna promote you, you start to build a relationship. And I have a friend who has a saying that I absolutely love. <laughs> I believe it's like one of these life statements. He says, when people like you, the rules change. And when people mm -hmm. like me, the rules change. They'll do things for me that they would not do for me before we formed a relationship. So I love this idea that through content, we are building relationships with people. 
Yeah, and I think that is only going to become more important. So, you know, I'm I'm a bit of a futurist. <laughs> if you, anyone who listens to my podcast will be like, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> the, we, we are in an age where AI is, you know, artificial intelligence is coming. There are AIs that who already write nonfiction content. And there are AIs who now are writing sort of up to, you know, junior school level. And even one in Japan who, who was in the finals for a literary award. Wow. So what... What, yeah, and I'm like, okay, so we what we have to do to safeguard our future, um, and I absolutely believe that AIs will be able to be as, in quotation marks, creative as we are, um, you know, and I will have an AI assistant in the future. But what's important, like you said, that personal relationship, if people know, like, and trust you as a person, and which is why I think video is actually a good idea for authors, if you can, if you can cope with it, doing some video is good because then it's your your face it's your smile or like we're doing your voice is another good thing you can hear the smile in my voice when I, when I am smiling um, but these are ways in which people can like recognize you and they'll be like yes that's a real person I care about them and again this is about a long-term relationship hopefully we want people to buy our books for the long term so um, yeah I, I just I just can't see content marketing um, going away and in fact it may well end up being the only authentic marketing as people get sick of paid ads which is definitely happening yeah you were talking about how tv shows have done this i I think a lot of people don't realize that the reason why soap operas are called soap operas is that they were created to make people feel icky watching them back in the 1950s and then procter and gamble which was sponsoring the uh, the shows would then sell soap advertisements and if you watch a soap opera on television today you know what you're going to see procter and gamble advertising soap it's still <laughs> the way they sell their soap and it's like wow and it's like this has been working for them for 70 years wow. yeah so we're, we're pretty much out of time we, we uh but real quick do you have any other tools uh, that you can recommend of uh, ways of creating content or making content creation easier well, I think, you know, I've mentioned, obviously, some of the technical tools. I think uh, another good one is Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com, which is a free um, image resizing and image creation site. That is excellent. Uh, and I use that almost every day to create, because um, what's annoying is so many of these sites have different sizes that they want for their images. That change every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, what so sizes annoying. they like. <laughs> so, but what's easy, you know, Canva is amazing. Uh, what else? I mean, I think I think the main thing is, um, you know, actually upskilling around things like headlines. I do think that an, a sort of, you know, a sort of one day approach of, OK, I'm going to go to someone like copyblogger.com, which has a load of free ebooks and free articles. And, you know, I'm going to learn a bit about headlines. And then I'm or even if you go to a, your local magazine store or look online and have a look at the headlines or BuzzFeed. <laughs> You know, look at the headlines that people are clicking on and really think about, okay, so how how could I spin that for my book? Um, I mean, I try and do that on jfpen.com. Um, you know, but I, I think self-education is, is really important. And also, what do you consume? So people listening to this obviously listen to podcasts. So if you listen to podcasts, then there might be a chance you would create a podcast. If you watch YouTube, maybe you're going to do create YouTube videos. If you spend a lot of time on Pinterest, then do Pinterest. Um, but I think the important thing is if you go out to these other sites that you don't own, then make sure you also post that back on your site because you want 
to make sure you're building your own traffic over time. So I definitely don't agree with blogging on Facebook or blogging on Medium or um, only having images straight on Pinterest. What you should, like Pinterest, for example, put the image on your website and then pin it from your website to Pinterest and then the click through from Pinterest will be to your site, if you see what I mean. Um, so you have to kind of think about, make sure everything's driving back to your website somehow and then have your offer. Um, so on jfpen.com, it's a free thriller you can get. Um, and yeah, just kind of take it step by step. You don't need to, as I said, go to the Wayback Machine and look at my site, thecreativepen.com <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> I mean, it really was terrible. I didn't even have jfpen.com then. So just get started and over time you can make it better and better, but always think about the reader first. That's that's really good, and I agree 100% about sending people back to your own website. And just, if you don't believe me, just feel bad a little bit right now for somebody who built their platform on MySpace 10 years ago, because yeah. that was where everyone was. <laughs> and it's like, they had this huge MySpace following, and they were getting their books out, and it was like, but th since they invested in that space, now that space is no longer, like you know, no one's going to that party anymore, and they're having to start over from scratch. And one more tool I want to th throw in here uh, for those of you who are intimidated by headlines because Joanna is exactly right about how important headlines are and it's the Advanced Marketing Institute's headline analyzer. You can paste your headline in to their website and it will tell you how emotionally resonant it is. And I found it, it's useful. It's artificial intelligence so it's not perfect but uh, if you're wanting like a computer to tell you how emotional you're being, <laughs> it's very, <laughs> uh, which I realize is a little bit weird but it goes to your, I know Joanna you're a big fan of the centaur uh, approach where you know humans and computers are working together to do more than either one of them uh, can do individually. Yeah, and, and, and we're already doing that. I mean, look at us now. We're using the computers and the internet to, you know, be bigger than we actually are in real life and reach more people. So, you know, we kind of are there already, but I'm looking forward to, to doing this in the, in the future too. Yes, indeed. Well, Joanna, this is, I think we could talk for another three hours, but we do need to wrap up. And for those listeners who don't necessarily want to go back to the start where we mentioned your sites, can you give us your sites right now again, where people can find out more about you, get some of that awesome content? Sure. So my um, site for writers is thecreativepen.com, pen with a double N, and you can get a free author blueprint and lots of videos and lots of free content um, that will help you on your author journey. And I have the Creative Pen podcast, pen with a double N. I'm on Twitter at the Creative Pen with a double N, and my fiction is at jfpen.com and on all the usual sites in all the usual formats. Joanna, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. You are delightful. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, Thomas. So I've listened to uh, Joanna Penn for years, and I and, and I know you have as well. She was as delightful as I thought she would be. What, that was great. Loved having the chance to chat with her. Yeah, that was uh, very fun. And she brought up some really good points. And it's good to hear that we're not the only ones uh, saying these. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a that's lot of this right. stuff is that, you know, she's put it into practice. She's seen a lot of results from these approaches. And she's used content marketing. She sold half a million books. So if you won't believe us, believe her. <laughs> content marketing really can uh, work. Uh, now, we would like to ask a favor of you. Uh, we are wanting to make the show better moving into 2018. And so we have a list survey and if you would be willing to give us two minutes of your time we promise we will read every single one of your responses and take your feedback to heart as we retune and retweak 
the podcast. So if you want us to be more frequent or less frequent, we know we've done this experiment now. We're a weekly show instead of twice a month. Uh, how long uh, the show should be if you want us to do more interviews or less interviews. If you don't get on there and vote, <laughs> other people will. and <laughs> You may not like the direction they send the show. So please go to novelmarketing.com and click on the listener survey. It'll be in the navigation. We'll make a big obvious button for it. And uh, we would, as a favor to us, really appreciate it if you give us two minutes to just let us know what you think. You can do it from your phone. It's very easy and fast to fill out. Yeah, like Thomas said, all you, you don't even have to write anything. You can if you want to, but literally you're just going to be clicking some buttons. So it's uh, it'll be short. Novelmarketing.com. You've been listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast with Thomas Umstead Jr. and James L. Rubart, giving you novel marketing ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing, online, offline, and everywhere in between. Thanks for listening.